You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This program is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, the Griffin Foundation, and the Hereditary Disease Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Miss Jenna with HDO on with me. Um, recently, she and I went to Belgium uh, to participate in some advisory board meetings with the Huntington's Disease Community Advisory Board, or HDCAB as we'll be calling it. Um, and we had a really good experience, and I really wanted to share with you guys um, basically, you know, what it was like. I, I really liked the format and everything, and I'm very lucky that Jenna invited me to be part of it. Um, it's It's been really great uh, to actually collaborate, um, not just with pharma, but with other people in other countries and uh, very diverse group. So Jenna, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. It was great to get to see you again in person and um, great to be on the show again. Yeah. So let's talk about HDCAB. Um, what is HDCAB? HDCAB is a collaboration between the Euro European Huntington Association. Sorry, we're both a little jet lagged, so I think we need a little bit of grace with little flubbubs like that. But <laughs> it's a partnership between the European Huntington Association, the International Huntington Association, and HDYO in order to bring community advocates together that represent the many different faces and experiences of HD to talk with different representatives in industry, that includes pharmaceutical companies, different researchers, anybody who wants to listen, um, in order to better understand how what they do impacts the community and vice versa. So conversations around how clinical trials are designed, how outreach is done, what the community needs. Those are some of the variety of topics that we discuss. And so at HDCAB, um, we have a true international presence where we have advocates from all continents um, representing the many faces, as I mentioned, could be people who have gone through genetic testing and know their status, whether positive or negative, or at risk, our caregivers, um, in order to really bring that full circle perspective and view that these companies really need to understand if they're looking for ways of, of supporting the community, because we know it's just not a one size fits all. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love about this group and love being part of, you know, you were mentioning you, you have many different um, people. You've got people who are at risk. You've got gene positive, gene negative, caregivers. But I think the really, really cool perspective that I keep seeing is that a lot of them are young caregivers for their parents and they're at risk. And so this perspective of not only a caregiver and the, and the struggles that a caregiver deals with, but also as a person who is looking at participating in research and 
you know, those complications and difficulties associated with it. Um, so I haven't seen that before in having so many younger people on there. And it's one of the reasons I love the group so much is just how diverse it is one globally, like you have, for, it's from everywhere. It really is. But two, just the perspective of that, of the young caregiver being at risk or gene positive or gene negative and being able to share that very unique perspective. Yeah. And I think um, there are so many dualities when it comes to how one identifies within the HD community and it changes. And so even those people who have participated and in several ad board meetings, uh, life is happening in between and people's perspective and experiences may evolve. Things may adapt. They may have kids. They may have different needs as they do that. But yeah, you're right that there are so many um, different relationships and, and they could be actively caring. They could have cared for someone. Um, we have people who are in the process of trying to enroll for a clinical trial, people who have participated in a clinical trial to provide that feedback. Um, one of the most poignant um, uh, conversations was around a caregiver who had just completed a clinical trial with her partner and how uh, that really impacted her and the needs and wants of how she can better support um, the research aspect, not just her, her partner that she's caring for, but then also how she can help provide it, that important insight into what was happening in the family home um, during that clinical trial to the, the company at hand. So it, it, the aim is, is that we know, especially when you're going to events as researchers, oftentimes they bring in advocates to speak. And this is really important because they're getting an insight into that person's journey. But that's not the only perspective because depending on where you are geographically, where you are within uh, your journey with HD um, and, and what those situations help influence your decisions and your perspective, you need to get that full rounded um community advice and thoughts. And so this is a way in order to do that for the research community and specifically. Yeah. Um, and I've actually been part of HDCAB now. It's been over a year. I think longer. I think two a years. Bit longer. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it was my first in-person advisory board meeting. Um, I had done the virtual ones before. Uh, which was great, right? Like being able to do virtually is great, but to have in person and have those connections. And um, I was just very struck by um, getting to connect with everybody, especially different cultures and, and hearing everybody's perspectives. Um, it was so nice to hear. Um, and it really it really made a huge difference to me being in person and being able to do it. And I think too, like uh, we're talking about these advisory boards. Now, the ones that we did in Belgium were for, for Roche and for PTC, but, um, but we've done other companies too. So this is not just like a one and done either like PTC therapeutics um, has been really great. We've this had been their third. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause we hosted, um, we hosted one, they were actually our first one that we did, them or Novartis, we hosted one in fall of 2021. Um, and it's interesting because depending on where they are in trial development, 
is those are those are where the questions are. And so you'll see the evolution of how they take away our insights to adapt it into how they operate. Again, whether that be protocol or communication or strategy. And we've seen that with all of the different companies um, that we've been able to, to chat with um, how they've used that information and how they've taken it not just to con into consideration, but into action, which is, I think, really empowering for the um, ad board members. Yes, that was huge to actually see where feedback had actually put into had been put into action. Like it means so much to me that they can show that, you know, and um, PTC was really amazing on that. Um, specifically, just because <laughs> that one's the first one in my mind, but also um this i want to point out like for these ad boards it's not the same members every single time so they're also still getting this really great diverse perspective depending on what they're looking for like you mentioned if they're looking for for example locust 23 came very early to us right um and that's amazing right because they wanted to get as early as possible um ptc has been kind of throughout um, you know, and there are first timers and, you know, things like that as well, as far as pharma and research. Um, but each group is different. It's not that you're going to get the same people in there. And that's, what's really great too, is because you're not getting the same perspectives every single time you're getting from multiple people from different backgrounds, different each time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I think that that's a really important piece of it. And I think in addition to that, we also have ad board members with varying experience and understanding of research. So we have people who have never really looked at research before, but are bringing their perspective and our, our, and that's really important because if these companies can't communicate clearly to all community members, then, then they're missing a huge piece of the pie. Um, so having their insight is really important. Then you have people who have some intermediate understanding of it. And then you have people who have a really strong research background, but are also a part of um, the HD community. So it's a really good play and mix between that because it's helpful to see those um, the, those members work together to help understand and clarify things on top of what the different industry partners are clarifying. And so with each of these, we provide um, different educational materials so people feel like they are, they are, um, are prepared and ready to go. And we do these different training sessions to help educate the community even in between, but we want them to be prepared to talk with whatever subjects we're talking about. And then have an open understanding that things may change and conversations may adapt um, because what we may plan for the meeting may change based off of what we're hearing from the community and the company. So it's a, it's a really great conversation. And these ad boards are at least five hours and it goes by really quickly, yeah. <laughs> which is hard to say. Yeah, no, but you're right. Like you're, as you're in these conversations and, and you start having them, um, I think you just go, you, you get into what everybody else is saying and hearing their stories and hearing these perspectives and you're like, oh my God, that's so good. And everything kind of, it's really amazing to see not only, you know, pharma and research, you know, put in their input, but to have these community members with all these different backgrounds, like you said, some don't know anything about research, some very much a part of research 
um, in clinical trials and stuff. And um, everybody's kind of like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, we should take this piece and this piece and this piece. And everybody starts working together and collaborating. And it's the most amazing thing to see because it's no longer feeling like it's the HD community against pharma. It's literally like we're all collaborating together to solve issues. And I have to say that's the most wonderful feeling. Um, like where I lose hope that gave it back because I felt like we were actually being heard. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I think the important thing is, is that these researchers, these companies want that feedback. And I think it can be intimidating. And I know you and I have talked about this on different podcasts and we continue to echo this. When you're at these events and conferences, you can actually do the same thing one-on-one -on -one with these uh, with these companies and their, and their research team and their advocacy team to be able to share your perspective too. So being a part of an ad board isn't for everybody for many reasons. One, um, time and access and um, also want to kind of share things in that aspect of it where it is a little bit more public in front of people um but you can do your own you can talk with people you can introduce yourself and um it's it's amazing what one conversation can do with with one of these teams you might even find that they want to bring you in to talk with their internal team one day at their company and um, we see that happen a lot where they want to do these education days and that's based off of people introducing themselves um, and starting that conversation. So I really encourage listeners and the community to not get worried about doing that in person at events and conferences, but help bridge that gap yourselves and, and meet new people in the industry because it's important and they want to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. If you are looking though for um, for participating with HDCAB, what should people do if they're interested? Well, there's a website called hd-cab.org, um, and that is the best place to take a look at it to find out information. So if you're a part of industry and want to learn more, or if you want to join, um, that's a great place to go. You can also reach out to me if you'd like. Uh, my information is jenna at hdyo.org, and I can help connect you. We're remembering we're a, a partnership, but we also have a coordinator who helps coordinate all of those things. But um, it's a really great way to get involved and make a difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and just because you can't participate in one ad board doesn't mean that you shouldn't try being in this. Um, I really strongly recommend if you can even participate in one ad board look at contacting HDCAB and being a part of it because the more perspectives for the HD community, the better. Um, and, you know, this is also a really great opportunity for, for people who are gene positive, whether you're symptomatic or not, to give your perspective and have a voice and, um, the, you know, like I said, even if it's just one, even if it's just one advisory board that you can do, this is your opportunity to do that. And it's really great. And you you really do feel like you're contributing. Um, I, I have to say for my first one that I ever did, it was virtual. And I remember just sitting there in awe because it was unprecedented. It was a group of people on a Zoom call meeting globally this group. And, and it was a 
pharma company listening to us. They were asking questions and they were listening to the stories and they were taking notes. And I just remember sitting there just going, this has never happened. This has never happened where a diverse group just got to say what they needed in regards to research and really share their stories. And it was so fulfilling and empowering. I think that first one was amazing because memory serves me. We had people from South America. We had someone from Egypt, Europe, US, Canada, and Australia. Like it was pretty, um, I don't think our representative from China was there, but she may have been. I That I don't remember, but it was, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> it was very impressive. And I, I was just like, I li- it literally brought me to tears. And then of course you realize too, like, even though we're all different countries, different cultures, we're all dealing with the same disease and same issues. And some have resources, some don't. And you get to hear that. You get to hear about other resources, but it really opens your eyes mm-hmm. to the fact that, that yes, we may deal with things differently because of cultures and things like that, but we're all dealing with the same disease. And so we can all understand each other. I always say that there's safety in strangers. So whether you're going to a conference and you have a hundred plus people around you who just get it, to know that there are also people that you meet across the world who also just get it, who you don't have to have any personal connection with, you automatically connect because of HD. And it's it's amazing. It, it's it's amazing. I have people who contact me who are like, hey, I'm, you know, and it's just through conversation where they say something like they're traveling to a specific country. And I'm like, hey, let me connect you with so-and-so because we know that, you know, and it's just so easy to make your world seem so much smaller through these connections, but also so much bigger for the support. Um, So there, I think it's, it can be maybe daunting to do something like this on an international level, but it really is a true community that expands past any borders. Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is not just for young people. I do want to stress that as well, because yeah. I, I know I mentioned young caregivers, but we do have somebody who really impressed me. Um, she wasn't in the ad boards, but she is part of HD Cab, and she was at the EHA conference. Um, Nancy. And she's, yes, she is yeah. part of the HD community. She's new to the community, um, recently received a diagnosis, but she's got a later onset of HD and you want to talk about a force of nature. I mean, this woman is just absolutely amazing. Um, and I loved talking to her. And, um, you know, she's in her, I think she's in her 50s and just getting the diagnosis and in a wheelchair. And she is not afraid to tell you, you know, what she deals with and um, just truly amazing. Her husband is amazing. And they're part of, she's part of HD Cab. And I love it. I love that she's there to give that perspective with the later onset. And one of the things that she said to me is, you know, I'm, I still have my voice. So let me be a voice for others who don't have it. Absolutely. I just love her. What a wonderful, wonderful perspective. No, she's a sweetheart. And it was great to, great to actually get to meet her in person. And that was what was so great about last week is that, um, we've been working with these individuals for years and some of them, I personally had never gotten to see in person and just to be able to give them a hug and talk with them and sit down and get to know them better on a, on a non HD cab level was, was just such a great experience. Um, and I will just echo the, the cab, uh, the cab ad boards are, we have people young twenties all the way up until 
probably late 60s, early 70s. So there is a, a big widespread um, of involvement because that's important because there are so many lessons to be learned. And again, identities in the HD community. And we have um, people who are who have been previous caregivers whose children are at risk or have gone through genetic testing because they can really share a very interesting and needed perspective um, of what they're of, of what both of those communities have gone through. Yeah. The other thing I thought was amazing was um, just that, like, it's not everybody agrees with research or everybody agrees that people should get tested or anything like that. You have so many different perspectives in that area as well. And you want those perspectives because again, I think a lot of times you hear from people who are like, yes, get tested, get tested. But then to hear from somebody who says, no, I, you know, I don't want to get tested and it shouldn't be based off of anything in relation to research and to hear that perspective and, and take it to heart and go, okay, well, that makes sense. Cause I mm -hmm. think we get stuck in our own places, but I, that was such a huge part of it too, just to get, to hear those other sides. No, absolutely. And I think it was continued, it continued to be echoed um, throughout the entire EHA conference. Uh, so for those of you, just to kind of recap what the week was like, and I know, um, Lauren, you weren't able to attend the rest of the conference, but we started off with um, advisory board meetings. We did two days of adv advisory board meetings and then went right into the European Huntington's Association um, family conference that they do every other year. So that was the thread that just continued throughout the weekend of hearing many different personal perspectives and opinions all done extremely respectfully because the the idea is is that no one's journey is wrong or right it's their journey it's their life and how can we support them through resources and and all the different programs that each of the many different associations who are represented at the meeting um were able to do so it was um another great event for the HD community um and in a resort beach town uh, in the winter. <laughs> it was great, but it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> resort beach town in the winter. Funny story. <laughs> like we, we were walking uh, downtown and it got a little cold with the wind. Um, <laughs> Lauren didn't bring a coat. I did not bring a coat. Jenna was nice enough to share a coat with me, but still when that wind hit, man, um, if you'd been drinking, it sobered you up. I was I was that one drinking. Um, <laughs> it really was cold, but it was beautiful out there. Uh, definitely, I'm so glad that I got to go and I got to experience that. I hate that I missed the rest of the conference, but I'm I'm really glad to hear that that theme continued and that it was done in such a respectful way. Um, because I I think that's one of the great things about the HD community is just that we support each other and and we're not going to sit there and judge what we're not living um and we i think we do a really good job of of just showing support you know whether or not i agree doesn't matter i'm going to support you i think that's so huge and i really felt that over there well, again, too, it was um, there were industry people and social workers and clinicians who attended. It wasn't um, it was a good combination of of everybody that I would say, except the community to be able to ask those probing questions because they're important. Um, so the the opening session started off with hearing from um, different family perspectives 
And some of our ad board members were featured. We had um, Rob Hasselbeck shared his story. Um, Bruce, who is also an HDYO ambassador, shared his perspective of being at risk task person. Um, she's a both, again, cabin and ambassador shared her perspective of testing positive um, and then others. And it was, it was, it was amazing because not only did you get to, it's always important to hear their story, even as many times as I've chatted with them, you learn something new every time. Um, it was great to get to see people referencing that throughout the conversations to say, um, you know, I was taken aback by this story and it's continued to resonate with me. And I'm going to hold that deep into my thoughts as I think about X, Y, and Z. And um, it was fun to get to see the influence of those personal stories. Um, again, just continue to live within those individuals. Um, and then it moved on to very probing conversations. And um, one of the the biggest debates was around family planning. And again, that was something where it was a good conversation about what are options, what is the community's perspective, um, and, and done in a very tasteful, respectful way where people, I think, walked away with a lot of education if they weren't a part of the community. Um, and it was also fun. There were a lot of different activities for people to do, as well as there was a celebration the last night. We had research updates, which were, um, there's a lot happening in research. So it was great to see so many industry partners there presenting. Um, and, and so it was just a really great, well-rounded time of, of gaining that knowledge, feeling empowered, building those community connections and, and support networks. And it was just, it was a great Another great event, and there are so many in the HD community, but it was this was my first time for EHA, so it was important to get to see that and support the European community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about, you mentioned HDO ambassadors. I want you to talk about that a little bit because I also think this is a very important program that you guys are doing. Um, so I really want to, will, will you just go into that for a little, uh, for just a minute about what it is? Yeah, and actually I meant to bring this up for people who maybe are interested in HDCAB but aren't quite sure about it, um, any kind of entry-level uh, leadership opportunity or an involvement could be a first good step to figuring out if you want to become a CAB member. That's how we've actually recruited some of our, our CAB members is through the ambassador program. But so HDYO ambassadors are young people who are at the base there to support one another. Um, we have people who are brand new to the community who just want to meet others. We have people who are, I would consider more veteran to the community or more open about their stories who want to help others. Um, and so they do so in, in a few different ways. We have a very active WhatsApp group where people can pose questions. They can follow along. Um, we congratulate wins. We support when people need that extra level of support through the many different challenges and ups and downs of HD and other life things. Um, and then they also help us with a variety of different programs. So they help share their story through our ambassador takeovers. They help influence our different campaigns and topics that we feature on our breaking down barriers and community stories. Um, they really serve as a way for us to stay connected to the community in many different areas of the world. Um, there is no, there is no um, time commitment needed, which I think is important. And this is why it's a good entry level kind of a, a, a role. 
And why that's important is because we know that life is happening behind the scenes and we know that people's willingness and want to share their stories um, can change. So you may have people who start off just by being in the background and you don't ever hear from them, but they're part of it because they're getting that WhatsApp chat. They're seeing the different opportunities. They may be answering the surveys we send out to them to pull the community, but they're not really participating in a forward facing way. Then they may come back and say, okay, now I feel comfortable. I may want to share my story for a takeover, or I may want to you know, do X, Y, and Z. Or they may comment on um, one of our Facebook group posts when someone writes something about their experiences. Then you have people who are really gung-ho and want to do everything. And then you have people who are gung-ho and want to do everything, but then something happens. Maybe they have a kid. Maybe they get a new job. Maybe their parent is going through a tough time. Or maybe they're just busy with life and they need to take a step back and come back later. And that's 100% okay too. And that's why we build in that flexibility because we want this to be a program that is a benefit to you but is not something that is burdensome based off of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and so we meet monthly, we share emails, we do um, training sessions about a variety of topics that they get to decide on what they want to learn about. We do our top tips every month. And it's just a really great way to meet other people. And when I started, um, the program was in its infancy. We had I started in August. And the program began that May of 2021. And we started with about 20 ambassadors. And now we have over 80 um, and probably close to 15 or 20 countries represented. I need to go through and do the count. We just added someone um, yesterday. So it's, um, yeah, it's a really great program. And it's for anybody who is um, a young person impacted by HD. So someone who has, who's at risk, knows their gene status, also caregivers. We have some people in the research community who are helping. Um, and so those roles are, are just a little bit different. Caregivers are really important. Um, people who have their own children. Uh, we, we're not carding people to make sure that you're under the age of 35. <laughs> but, um, but the important thing to know is that even if you're over the age of 35, you still could be supporting young people. So it, it's kind of an evergreen type of a um, relationship. Yeah, which is great. We'll, we'll pretend that I'm 35 forever. I'm um, not 35. So. <laughs> well, we'll just say that I am. I'll go with it. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's a wonderful program, um, especially meeting some of the ambassadors and getting to see their stories. And um, it's very empowering um, to see that. And and uh, I look forward to, to seeing it grow because I think it will for sure. Um, and, and I so appreciate everything that you're doing, Jenna. I mean, you truly, you know, you, you handled Congress, you're dealing with the HD cab stuff. You're going to all of these meetings and, um, crazy busy and watching, watching you and Matt grow this, uh, is just amazing. It really is. It's been fun. Thank you. It's been, uh, it's just fun to get to see people in person. When I started, everything was virtual. So now, I, I tend to become the mama bear when I see people in the community because I just want to pick them up and give them a squeeze if I haven't had a chance to see them in a long time or if this is the first time seeing them in person because what a luxury to be able to go to Europe and get to see people in person. Um, I was laughing with Tess because she, Tess lives in Sweden 
And in the past year, I think I've seen her four or five times, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> so um, it, it's, it, it, I just, I treasure every moment because I know that uh, a lot of people don't get that opportunity. And um, for those who are listening, who don't have a support system, come find us. We're here for you, whether that's help for HD, HDO, HGH, HDSA, European Hunting Association. There's so many people out there. We are all there to help support you and we can help build the community around you. Yeah. And, and that's, again, what's so wonderful about our community is the fact that we all collaborate. Doesn't matter where you're located. Um, we will help and we will be a part of your HD family. Um, doesn't matter what organization, nothing. Our community truly is so wonderful about supporting each other and collaborating and making sure that we start getting the resources that we need. Absolutely. Um, so I echo what Jenna said for sure. Um, if you guys have questions, you want to hear more about participating as a, as an HD cab member, I'm happy to talk to you as well. Um, if you just would like opinions on, on some of what it is, I'm happy to share that. You guys know that I'm an open book. So um happy to share yes, if, you if are um, <laughs> I I have been told I'm loud um but that's okay right like we need to be loud that's that's how we get things done and um that's how we make a difference and so I will take that and um take it as a compliment and absolutely yeah. no it but, is a compliment thank you um but yeah for those listening you know please know that you are supported no matter where you are. Um, we are here for you guys. And the reason that we are so much a part of this and it's such a big deal is not only, you know, obviously I'm affected by HD, Jenna's not. And yet she's still right in the thick of it all the time because you guys matter to her. Um, and this is very much a part of her life now. And just as much as it is for me, my family, and so please know that whether it's me or it's Jenna or it's Matt or it's somebody else, like you have support and we are here to listen. And I say too, don't be worried about reaching out to um, international or other country resources. I, I think I told you this joke where I, in the world of borders, it makes sense that people get nervous about reaching out, but we know that HD doesn't have borders. And there's a reason why the www exists on website. It's because it's the World Wide Web. So you all have worldwide resources available. So don't get too preoccupied with staying in, within your own country. Um, reach out to other organizations to get connected because there are so many other people out there who um, who you can meet and get to know. And um, there are a lot of important connections that can be made that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was something I think I was very hesitant about too, was just being able to reach out because you don't, you think, okay, well, little bubble right here in, in the US, but then going and seeing, I didn't get to actually stay for the EHA conference, but being able to see what was already set up. I mean, yeah, I took photos of everything because the resources that they have are very different than what we have. And it's really good to see that and know that I could at any point contact Astri or Tina or whoever, and they would help. Um, Astri is with EHA and Tina is with International Huntington's Association, um, for those who are wondering. But it's basically 
yeah, you can reach out to anybody and they're so willing to help and, and so friendly. Um, it's really nice. So yeah. thank you for saying that, Jenna. Yeah, absolutely. Before I let you go, is there one moment in last week? What what day are we on? Yeah, so it'd be last week. Um, <laughs> is there a favorite moment that you have from when we were in Belgium? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. I don't know if I have one favorite. I think I have, uh, it's always fun. It's always fun to see people walk away feel feeling feeling fulfilled. That was hard for me to say, apparently. Um, <laughs> and I getting to see that was really exciting. Getting to have, we had, gosh, maybe three or four people participate in their first advisory board meeting and getting to see um, the pride that they had and the 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 walking away understanding that they made a difference was really great but then also just the socialization and getting to relax with people and talk with them and get to know them a little bit better it, it, people's characters and their personalities really come out in a different way um and i don't there's not a favorite one i mean it's all just it's it's fun and important in very different ways depending on the moment so i think that those are those are the memories though that i think stand out absolutely well i will uh let you go we'll go ahead and end this show i could probably talk about this stuff for hours <laughs> but um i am very glad that i had this opportunity to go to belgium and participate in these in-person advisory board meetings with hd cab um my personal experience with and perspective of it was um it truly um felt like we were heard and uh, I look forward to the next ones and, um, and I'm happy to say that. Uh, so, you know, I, again, highly recommend if you are wanting to share your voice, your opinion with not only pharmaceutical, but in research in general um, or industry, then even if it's just once, then consider HD Cab and reach out to um, Jenna or go to the website, the HD Cab website, um, which I will include the link uh, so people can access that fairly easily. Um, also check out the HDO Ambassador Program if you are interested in doing that. And um, I will give you a link for people to submit their perfect. interest to, so then that way you can include that. Yeah, I'll make sure to include that. That's perfect. Um, make sure that you guys are tuning in every Thursday for new shows. I'm always looking for people to come on, especially for our HD Uncut series. If you've not heard my shows with Chris Brown, check them out. That is what the show is all about. We are very raw and open and uncensored and, um, it can be that way with anybody, whether it's caregiver, whether it's somebody who's positive, negative, pre-symptomatic symptomatic. I don't care. I'd love to have your voice. I think it's really important to have that. Um, if you're a young investigator in research and you're looking to come on, we have a young investigator series that we do with Hereditary Disease Foundation. Um, so please reach out to me for that. You guys can reach me at lauren at help4hd.org or find me on social media because we're everywhere. Um, and until next time, guys, take care and love you. Thank you. 
thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.